Welcome to Maison Pur, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly Hill. This podcast is all about natural living and how to get there without stressing out. We'll discuss easy tips to help create a healthier home, natural ways to care for our bodies, and so much more. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a really special guest, Jolene Hart. She's an author that I have interviewed on the blog before, and I'm really excited. I always walk away with so much wisdom from her, from her books, and from talking to her. She started as a beauty editor, and she's turned into a certified health coach and a best-selling author. Jolene, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Molly. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Making the transition from being a beauty editor into the space that you're in now, it's got to be completely different. And as much as I've interviewed you, I've never actually asked what caused you to make the change. It's not something that I think I would have ever said, you know, here I am as a beauty editor and I'm going to switch over and switch gears. It just happened naturally because I was struggling with so many of my own skin issues. So during my whole tenure as a beauty editor, I was struggling with cystic acne and eczema, and I was really hopeful because as an editor, I had an, had access to whatever beauty products I wanted to try. I could go get facials with you know celebrity facialists. I could go to um, dermatologists who were you know globally known, and I was never able to find a cure or a fix for my skin during all of those trials. And it finally took me deciding to take a step back and look at my diet and look at my lifestyle, that I realized there was so much more to this puzzle of skin health and beauty than what we were talking about, especially talking about in magazines where I was. And that was sort of the beginning of the prompt for me to go become a health coach. I initially just did it, did it to become more educated and have, you know, more of the the foundation to, to study and speak about um, holistic health and nutrition. And then it ended up being I found this connection that was there, you know, in addition to starting to interview experts in in Ayurveda and genomics and, you know, hormone health and put this whole picture together. But it was really the catalyst was really just wanting to fix my own skin and my own body because I had just for years been hiding it and covering it and gotten so good at, at makeup and concealer. And I wasn't able to just walk out with bare skin the way I wanted to. Yeah, I think that's so important that you took a step back and tried to take a more holistic viewpoint, especially coming from the beauty editor space. I feel like when you pick up traditional beauty magazines, a lot of it is the quick fix, the skincare or the makeup to cover the problem, but there's not a lot of information out there about um, what the root causes are for some of this, you know? It's so true. And I was, as a journalist, I thought I was going to be really good at researching. And I just found that there were not books out there and there were not resources out there. And when I started to put the information together, I just felt like I know there are other people who want to know this. And that's how Eat Pretty came about. It was just wanting to be able to put it all together in an overview that made sense and that could be used, you know, day to day, not fancy, just in your day to day life to kind of understand the connection. Yeah. And that book is so full of wisdom from just everything from the nutritional standpoint to just daily habits in life. And that's one of your philosophies is beauty is wellness. And I was going to ask what that meant to you. That was the name. So we're 
you know, rewind 10 years. So the beginning of 2010, 10 years ago, I was trying to come up with a name for my website and and the coaching that I was going to do. And, you know, had all these different iterations of, you know, feel good beauty and healthy beauty. And it just came down to, this is what I think like beauty is, is your well-being is feeling well and you don't feel beautiful until you feel well and you feel your most beautiful when you feel your most well at least at least I do and that's how I think of when I walk out and feel amazing it's on the day that I have energy and that there's some you know pep in my step and I feel like I slept well and all those things contribute to beauty that we weren't really talking about when we looked at you know just skincare and makeup yeah that's so true I think Feeling well-rested, having energy, eating well, not eating foods that make you feel tired and sluggish. I mean, those are all things that people don't associate with feeling beautiful. But I mean, for me personally, that makes such a big impact on how I'm feeling, my energy when I'm stepping out, things like that. It does. And then you learn, you know, you come to realize how much those choices actually affect the inner workings of your body and the way it repairs and detoxes and, and maintains your, you know, your skin structure and your hair. And all of it starts to click like, yes, why are we not talking about this more? Because it's such a huge part of the way we look and feel. That's true. You have three books right now out and in your book, Eat Pretty Every Day, which I also love. I love that that breaks it down by season and um, you can take it day by day. But um, one of the things that stood out to me when I read that book is you said that food can be your most powerful beauty tool, not your enemy. And I think people today just, I, I don't know that there's a lot of association between food and feeling beautiful. And I think just focusing on nutrition and, um, and what foods your body does well with, uh, can definitely have a big impact. But, um, how did you come to that? Like connect those two things? I mean, that, that realization of flipping the, the food relationship was also very personal because, myself struggled with my food relationship and thinking that I needed to, you know, count calories or, you know, have meals at certain times of the day or, you know, skip a meal and have a big dinner. Like I was doing all these things that I thought were going to be controlling food and helping it to, you know, be my friend or work for me. And I wasn't really just understanding that, you know, whole, fresh, colorful food that I eat until I feel full and satiated, like that's a healthy food relationship. And that is where your beauty is going to look its best because you're, you're, you're giving your body the tools that it needs. Yeah. Like literally the building blocks it needs to not only like build your hair and skin. And I mean, along those lines, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was that you can really um, shape your beauty story or, or write your own beauty story just by your daily habits, your diet, all of that. I mean, what are some of the most basic things that people can look at when they're like, I'm just not feeling like my best self. Like I'm not feeling well. I don't step out into the world, like feeling beautiful. Like where, where can somebody begin? And I think, you know, the Eat Pretty series is all about food being the focus of that and being the foundation. And there's, there's so much there because it is the physical building blocks. It is the relationship with food, as you mentioned. Um, And those books also talk about, you know, your hormonal health, your digestive health, the way you sleep, and all of those are big factors into the way your physical body performs. Um, But I've learned in the past couple of years, so I feel like I've continued to evolve in this you know, beauty as wellness perspective and going through some, you know, parts of my life journey that I have gone through with a chronic illness really started to come to the realization that there's another layer. 
that there's like a new level of consciousness about writing our beauty story that has to do um, with, you know, your mental health, with your relationships, with basically with your energetic beauty. You write your story with every bite that you take, but also with every thought, with every breath, with the relationships you have. And I think a lot of us are more than ready to start looking at our energetic beauty as closely as we do our physical beauty. Um, and that you know could be for our own health or for the health of our planet. But I feel like it's part of the conversation that I want to continue to expand and open up to um, the way we did with food a couple of years ago. I think this is all part of our story that maybe we haven't quite appreciated its, you know, the fullness of its role just yet. Absolutely. When people, they're not associating food with beauty, but then when we pull back and of course, both of us are in the natural living space, you know, on Instagram and social media, and we see so much about um, health and, and what you're putting into your body. So taking a look at what you're eating, your sleeping uh, habits, all, all the things you're doing during the day and how much that has plays into your overall health. And so it only makes sense that that would also play into your outward appearance um, and your energy level. You're, you know, I don't even feel like working out if I don't get enough sleep. And um, of course, in today's world and being a mom, there's plenty of times I don't get sleep. And I feel like that just, it's a cascade effect because in the next day, I, I don't feel like working out. I feel like I make poor decisions with what I eat. <laughs> um, you know, it's just all compounds. So it's kind of just a, w- one of those things on a daily basis, I have to be really conscious of the choices I'm making, trying to keep moving towards that wellness direction. Right. And what that's doing too is like when you don't sleep well, that's also affecting your energy and even your your motivation and and how easy it is to make the kind of decisions you want to make that day. So there's kind of a trickle down effect that we don't even, you know, realize. And I think there were a couple of questions in my head when I started to get into the space where I was, you know, writing the proposal for this next book that I have coming out, which is called Ignite Your Light. Um, One was obviously the question of, you know, what makes someone beautiful um, beyond, you know, beautiful hair and clear skin? Um, You know, what is it that makes someone magnetic and attractive? And, And that's a question I think I've always question. And I think a lot of us have, you know, as a beauty editor, what is it that makes you have that beautiful presence? Um, and at the same time, in my own life, I was asking, you know, what can I do to to heal and to speed the healing process and support that healing process in my body? And around the same time in in our historical timeline in society, we were experiencing like huge amounts of upheaval, and we all started asking, what can we do to change the the um, the environment that we're living in? Like, what, what can we do to shift what's going on on our planet? And the answer to all three of those came to me as you know, it's, it's energy. It's all rooted in the energy of the body. It's the energy that is the magnetic attractive quality. It's the energy that opens up your body to healing and that allows you to be in a, a positive space where you can let that healing happen. And it's the energy of all of us that contributes to the overall feeling that we have around us, the relationships that we have, the direction that we're all going in. And I felt like there was so much there that is kind of, again, like a new layer of consciousness about what beauty really is, you know, because when you, beauty is what you see in the mirror, but it's also a feeling. It's an experience of something that you find beautiful. And I think that's something that I, you know, we're we're all ready to talk about at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, when I hear you say that, and you can talk, if you want to, you can talk a little bit more about your health journey. When I think about you being in this spot where you're 
having these health issues, you're trying to feel better. Like, how do you move yourself into being more positive? I feel like that was the question. And that was the, like the underlying question of this book too, is like, how do you light yourself up through a dark time? And when you, when you do that, when you, you know, be that light for yourself, you're also contributing to your physical beauty, to your physical wellness, to your emotional health, to your spiritual health. There's so much more than just the healing picture there. Whereas, you know, I was looking for the healing. I had been diagnosed with late stage Lyme disease and co-infections and I had, you know, been sick for about a decade. Um, but it was four years of really debilitating symptoms where I, you know, at first couldn't walk a block down the street without extreme symptoms. I couldn't speak to someone and have a conversation. So it was those kind of symptoms where I was just focused, so focused on healing. But when I started looking and researching and realizing the connection here, I, you know, I realized that all of these same things that you're doing that I'm doing to heal are the same things that help us to have that, that beautiful aspect of our lives, bring that beauty to our environment, create the resilience and find more joy day to day, which trickles down into the way we look and feel. So I felt like this is all connected and we need to talk about how important this is, even though it feels at times like the idea of energy feels like we can't quite put words around it or grasp what it is. It's something that we all know and experience from feeling, um, from the way we show up and how we, you know, feel other people in a room, what we contribute to a conversation or a relationship, that's all part of our energy. Right. I mean, I think all of us have had a conversation with somebody who's kind of negative <laughs> and you walk away just uh, almost feeling like you've had something like sucked away, you know, like drained inside exactly. of you. I also just love that. I mean, I don't even know how to, how I would do in a situation like that, but you've taken this and like, I love that you kept thinking through the issue at a time when I'm sure it was like a really dark time to be trying to come up with the, the healing solutions and see past just how you were feeling day to day, but to actually look past all that to the, the energy and trying to light yourself up and be more positive and make room for the healing, I guess, in your life as well. Well, and you start to realize, and when I started to do more research into the science behind healing, um, you know, when you, the science behind, you know, something that lights you up, something that brings you joy, um, says that when you look at or experience something that brings you that feeling of, of contentment or well-being or joy, you know, your brain releases a cocktail of feel-good chemicals that influences your brain chemistry and your blood chemistry. It trickles down to all parts of your body. It ends up influencing your mind, your body, your emotions, and your spirit in a way that, the, the effects are amazing. So the effects are like supporting hormone balance, um, healthier blood flow to the skin, normalizing your cortisol levels, which means that you're not speeding up aging and collagen breakdown. Um, you're lowering all kinds of inflammatory markers in the body. And we know at this point that inflammation is that precursor to you know, wrinkling, blemishing, redness, all the things we're trying to avoid when it comes to our beauty, our physical beauty. Um, and just supporting that health of your immune system. And all of that comes from just shifting your energy and your mindset, bringing in more of what makes you feel joyful, even at a time maybe when it's really difficult. It could be something very simple. 
making an effort to do that over time really expands your body's ability to have all those healing functions kind of light up and, you know, come to life. And the same thing is going to help your your beauty and just your experience of life. That's amazing. And I, I feel like when I hear all that, I also think about the flip side, which is what I've been guilty of. And I think what a lot of us do is just walk around in a state of like, stress, <laughs> um, you know, and just thinking about our long to-do list, uh, feeling crunched for time, feeling overwhelmed and like the negative, you know, when you talk about all of the positive effects. Right. You might be perfectly healthy and feeling well that day, but you're still in that kind of a mental space. Um, and that's why there's even more opportunity that it's maybe even, you know, a, a bigger opportunity for you to, to shift that because your body is already in a healthy state and this can just kind of open you up to even more. And, um, you know, not only is it benefiting your skin and your beauty, but when you make those shifts, you're happier and that feeling spreads with every interaction that you have. So like think of your last exchange with a checkout clerk at a store. There's like a ripple effect that you can start with those kinds of interactions and that ripple effect can light someone up or it can tear them down. And so you have that choice to, you know, consciously make the shift in your mind and your energy, and then that can kind of snowball and change someone else. So there's a really big opportunity for an impact here. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's something a lot of us don't think about as we're going out into the world. But I'm somebody who's affected by interactions that I have. You know, it affects my emotion. If I have a really negative uh, experience, even with in checkout line or something like that, you know. But when I stop and have like a really fun conversation with somebody, even if we're just, you know, in line getting groceries, I, I feel like I walk away happier. Not that I always want to talk to strangers, but you know, <laughs> right, if you do. Exactly. And that's, um, you know, when I say, you know, the, your ability to write your beauty story, that's part of what I mean is that every day you have hundreds of opportunities to make that choice to, you know, shift your energy, to shift someone else's, to have that kind of an exchange or to, to, um, lift, you know, uplift your thoughts. Not that you need to be in a positive space all the time. Nobody ever is, but that you always have the choice and you have the choice to respond to the challenges of life or the circumstances of life in a way that you want. You know, you can choose how you react, how you treat others, how you respond. And all of those choices make and create your beauty story. In addition to the food that you're eating and the way you're sleeping and, you know, that trickles down to the way you're digesting and all of those things. Absolutely. Thoughts and attitudes, sometimes it's hard to control, but I think overall, if we can catch ourselves having negative thoughts and attitudes, I'm a believer that you can shift your thinking and shift your mindset. Um, I know I catch myself, especially when I'm really stressed or if I'm feeling overwhelmed um, or, you know you catch yourself just kind of snapping at, at usually somebody you love, you know, <laughs> and you kind of, you're like, I don't know. It's, I can take a step back and be like, whoa, that is not what I want to be like right now in this moment yeah. and kind of try to shift things to a more positive place. Right. Or even look at what was it that prompted you to be in that mindset or that energetic state and see if there's something that you can, can change that overall that will help you to, to feel less of that. So it might not just be always telling yourself to think positive, you know, that's going to feel frustrating and you right. know, feel like a broken record, but it might be, um, you might found, find that going outside and like putting your feet in the grass is really balancing or spending, you know, more time in nature or having a really cozy place inside your home where you have special objects and pictures of people that you love, like all of those things shift your energy. And 
this book is all about 13 different categories of really big things that might be the the energy influencers for you that are making those, you know, those mental states come alive for you. So it could even be things like, you know, how you are getting dressed in the morning, how you're preparing for the day, you know, what are you, what are you wearing? What kind of, you know, how do you groom yourself? It could be your creative outlets. So do you have a chance to really get into some creative flow and, and, you know, produce something that gets you in that flow state of your brain? Um, Do you have time to play during the day? Do you, you know, can you play and laugh and, you know, let go of stress that way. There's all kinds of different ways that you can look at these factors that might be influencing that energetic state that you feel yourself in and maybe don't realize why. Yeah. I'm so excited for your new book. I honestly, especially um, before we we started recording, we were talking just about life right now. And as a lot of uh, my readers know, I've been going through a lot with like home renovations and we kind of had like a hectic holiday season. So I feel like I'm looking for that shift, you know, (laughs) I feel like I'm coming out of a very stressful place. But one thing I wanted to ask you, um, so if we start thinking about like daily habits and just like lifestyle choices, like what are some of the things, like tell us all your secrets. No, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) (laughs) like, what's your routine? Like, what do you, what do you do during the day that like helps set the stage for success for you? I mean, it's been a a big shift. Like I feel like the habits that I have that keep me in balance are a little more exaggerated than maybe most people would need because my body and my nervous system are still like really deeply healing. So a couple of the things that I've kind of implemented into my day are, are moments when I can either be really grounded or take my nervous system down to like baseline level because it gets so heightened. Um, but those same tools are really helpful to anyone who has a stressful job, anyone who has uh, children who's going through a home renovation, who <laughs> is going through the holiday season. So they're tools that everybody can use. Um, and actually, the end of last year, I got certified to teach yoga nidra, which is um, it's not yoga or meditation, but it's kind of in the middle. Um, It's like a guided meditation where you get your brain state into a place between awake and asleep. Um, It's like a super relaxed state that normally you kind of just fall through very quickly on your way to sleep at night. Um, But with yoga nidra, because you're listening to like a guided meditation, you kind of stay a little bit alert. You stay in this really healing state for your brain. And so I try to do a little bit of yoga nidra every day, like sometimes, you know, in the morning, sometimes after lunch, whenever I start to feel a little more short of breath or just like the stress is really starting to mount, um, it could be a 15 minute and just really take my nervous system down to like baseline level. And then I feel so much clearer and so much more refreshed. And you could do that with a walk around, you know, your office building. You could do that with sitting out in the sunshine for a few minutes and just, you know, breathing, focusing on your breath. I mean, it's so hard to take those breaks out, but they are so, are so important for your body because they send the message that not everything has to be rushed, that you have the time to care for yourself and to, again, be in that healing state. Yeah. But I think just taking a break and walking away, taking a walk around the building, like you said, or sitting out in the sun, just takes your body from that go, go, go stress. Um, I've got to get this done state that I think a lot of us get into, especially as the day goes on, you feel it piling on, but uh, just to walk away for a minute, take a deep breath. Especially when you feel like 
when you feel like you don't have time, that's when you need it most. Like when I, when I can't even think of all the things I want to do in that minute, I write them down and then I just go for like a little walk or sit down for a few minutes. Like that's when you need it most. So you can center yourself and focus yourself and then, you know, get more out of whatever it is you're going to do. That's so true. That's the last time. That's like, I wouldn't, you know, that's like, I don't walk away during that time, but then I feel my muscles and my back tensing up. And I know I'm not like, whatever it is that I'm setting out to do, I'm not doing it my best because I'm doing it stressed and hurried and thinking, you know, being distracted by all the other things I need to do. So I, that's a goal now this year is to try to walk away and take a minute to recollect myself. Right. And sometimes if you if you have a moment to walk away, maybe that's going to be your meal time. So then you can go ahead and, again, incorporate some of that food that's going to be really healing to your body and your beauty. And, you know, in Ignite Your Light, I kind of talk um, about an, a new level of consciousness about food, too. So not only looking for, you know, the colorful, fresh, whole foods, you're talking about where your food has been sourced from, like, you know, how, what, what is the energy of the food that you're choosing? Um, how do you feel when you're preparing it? How do you feel when you're eating it? And kind of, you know, new levels about your food relationship that could really be impacting the way your body is able to utilize it. And thus the way, you know, your, your beauty is able to utilize it too. So if you have time to take a little break and it happens to be your meal time, that's nice to make sure that you're digesting well and, you know, really getting the most out of that food that you're choosing. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, Because especially on my most stressful days, and then I'm trying to quickly put together dinner, I never enjoy it. Because it was stressful to try to get it out on the table. But the times I'm taking my time and the kids are helping and it's more fun, I feel like we all enjoy it. My kids even try more foods when they're like helping me and we're taking our time. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And it's not always going to be fun and you're not always going to want to cook dinner or, but, but just being conscious of if you can kind of go into the kitchen with the feeling of putting some, you know, good energy into your food that it does make a difference. And maybe on the day you don't feel like it, you go and get takeout or you do something that's, you know, out of your freezer and just acknowledge that that's not the day when you have the energy to be you know, that positive source in your kitchen, but being gentle with yourself and understanding that this is an ebb and a flow. And, you know, that's the most important too. I feel like you have to honor whatever journey you're on and whatever your story is, and just know that you're always the one in charge. True, true. I think for a lot of us, it's hard to show ourselves grace, but I think it's really important because we often give it to other people and are like, well, that's a tough time. Of course you can't do all these things, but when it comes to us, we're like, but I need to get all this done, you know? I love that. Show yourself grace. I think that's so important. Yeah. uh, Something that, you know, I'm working on, I try. Um, One thing, so talking about like stress and like all the different things that go into that, like one thing for me is is sleep. I feel like I I end up staying up late because I'm trying to get stuff done (laughs) and there's never enough hours in the day. so I, in one of your books, you had uh, the, the line, sleep is free, anti-aging, and immune boosting. And I, I love that because I think sometimes <laughs> we forget, like sleep gets pushed into this like corner, like, oh, we get to sleep. But like we forget just how good it is for ourselves, you know? I know. And I think, and since I wrote, uh, you know, Eat Pretty, we, now we know so much more about how the brain detoxifies while we sleep. So our brain is even more active than ever while we're sleeping. It is, you know, it's going through this healing mechanism, this you know, detoxification that actually helps to prevent Alzheimer's in the future. So if we're, if we're cheating ourselves of that, where it starts to accumulate. 
Um, but definitely there's like this window of time. And I know, I'm sure you felt this. I know my clients always talk about it where you get the sort of second wind at night. And if you miss that window and you're already into your second wind and you've got the boost of, of cortisol and adrenaline, it's so hard to get to sleep and, and fighting and tossing and turning. So it's knowing where your window is and then maybe backing up 20 to 30 minutes, having a little pre-sleep timer to know when you need to start the process of like, okay, I'm going to wash my face and, you know, dim the lights a little bit. Maybe I want to yeah. listen to a podcast. Like that's so helpful, especially if you find that there's a lot you want to do and then you lose track of time and it's way later than it should be. And now you can't fall asleep. Yeah. I feel like I'm always up until that second wind, <laughs> um, yes. despite my best efforts. And then, you know, I'm washing my face like super late, which kind of wakes you up. <laughs> Um, but like, what are some of the things that you do? I know you just talked about setting the timer, which is a great idea. And Mm -hmm. I think for somebody like me, uh, baby steps, like saying, well, I'm not going to go to bed an hour earlier, but maybe I can go to bed 20 minutes earlier. And maybe, maybe in a while I can, you know, do 20 minutes even earlier. But, um, what are some things you can do in your own like routine or in your room to try to set the stage for like healthy sleep cycles? I mean, I don't know about you, but the biggest thing that I did that I think was detrimental to my health pre getting, getting really sick was that when my son would go to bed at night, I would open up my laptop and I would work for a couple more hours and I would be on screens. And that made it so much harder for me to get good sleep. And I didn't realize the kind of impact that had not only was it affecting my sleep, but I was denying myself like those couple of hours or, you know, 90 minutes of like self-care time that I could have just used to honor my body for what it outputted that day and everything that I did, give myself a little time and space because that space, the quiet or whatever, the space to think and be creative is when some of your best ideas happen. It's when you really start to feel like you're resetting your body. So for me, it's like, I don't let myself open my laptop at night anymore. I, it's like a rule. If I have to do something, I close it by nine and like, I'm not doing late night hours that alone has made such a big change. And I treat the nighttime as like, okay, maybe my, you know, my husband and I have our time to like connect and, you know, talk about our day, watch a show together. Or sometimes I just use it to take a bath or to go like in my infrared sauna blanket and do something that's really relaxing, like totally restorative, read a book that I want. Like it's my time. And that feels so exciting to me because you don't get a lot of time for yourself most days of the week, you know, and just having like that hour and I use that. And then that's just automatically starts to get me into the, the mode where it's time to, to rest well. That's that blanket sounds amazing by the way. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, It is, it is the best thing. I would really recommend it. The one I have is, um, is a higher dose sauna blanket and it looks like a sleeping bag and you just get in it and your head is out, but your body gets, super warm and you can just have it where like you get a little warm and that relaxes you. And sometimes you just automatically get drowsy and you're ready for bed just from that. Or you can turn it up and you can actually sweat and then have a little lukewarm shower. And then kind of like I roll into bed and you sleep so well. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So the laptop thing, I'm definitely guilty of. Um, I think, you know, for a lot of people in a lot of seasons of life, but especially for moms, uh, 
it's it's so hard to fit in things. And mm-hmm. so sometimes you wait till the kids are in bed and then you try to squeeze yep. in just a little bit more. Then you neglect your, you know, we need to decompress. We need to take a minute to unwind from the day. And sometimes, you know, I am guilty of missing out on that just because I'm trying to get more stuff done. Exactly. And for me, that was just the uh, the biggest shift I ever made in terms of my sleep health and just feeling like there was time to take care of me, which I didn't feel like there was before. As far as somebody who is in the stressed, you know, they're they're like, okay, I'm trying to take control. I'm trying to um, get a grip on my wellness, step out not feeling, you know, like stress and like I'm not sleeping enough. Like what what do you think that that person should focus on first? Do you think it would be food or trying to get sleep or where should they start? Have a little time to reflect on your day and see where – things are really piling up on you and making you feel overwhelmed or or shifting you into like a negative energy space and you know it's a, it's going to be so personal for everyone i think a couple of essentials obviously food is going to be the foundation i love you know before bed having an opportunity to release in some way so for me it's like my sauna blanket or you know a bath or something or just talking with my husband but for someone else it might be like maybe a yoga you know workout it might be going for a walk, it might be journaling, like some way of releasing what you've taken on over the course of the day that really helps to to you to be able to reset for the next day. Um, You're, you know, looking at your mindset, looking at the spaces that you spend time in and how they affect you. So I have a big section in the book on just interior spaces and your home space and how that, you know, shifts and affects your energy. Um, Looking at if you have time to to play and have that essential joy in your day, that's super important. Your relationships, um, I even talk about your spiritual health and your spiritual spiritual practice and how key that can be for that looking at that big picture of your beauty journey and your life journey. So there's there's so many places to start. It's really very individual, but just looking back over your day and seeing, you know, where are the times that I feel the most overwhelmed? Where could I use the biggest shift and, you know, why is this happening? I think that's such great advice. And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned home spaces like interiors, because I think some people are less affected, but I know I'm somebody who's very affected by how it looks. If it's, I mean, I'm sitting in my office right now. We're in the middle of moving out. It's completely cluttered and Mm -hmm. it like messes with my mind, you know, (laughs) Um, because it's, it's hard to think when there's stuff everywhere, but even, even beyond that, just um, my husband thinks I'm fussy when I'm like, I need the space to look pretty, but like, I don't want to, you know, for me to relax, I don't want to be thinking about, oh, this room could look so much better if we did, you know, paint it or did this or did that. Like, I feel like I want if, if I'm going to relax, I want the space to be calm, look put together and not be cluttered. Right. So you want your space to have the energy that you want for yourself. You want to feel put together. You want to feel calm. You want to feel, you know, like you have that kind of cozy space. So you're kind of, when you step into your home space, it's almost like your energy field expands to envelop everything that's within the walls that you live in. And so kind of cultivating that space with the energy that you want is is one way to make sure that that's supporting you. Yeah, that's so interesting. So when does the book come out? Um, the book comes out April 7th, 2020. Yay. So yeah, it's coming really soon. And, it and is. I'm so excited. And, um, you know, the, the book goes through the 13 different 
big energy influencers. So we, we mentioned a bunch of them, you know, food, your interior spaces, your movement, your mindset, your relationships, and basically looks at each one like it is a switch that you can flip on. And if you can flip on all these switches, you are supercharging your energy and that is supporting your beauty and health in the optimal way. We're not always going to have all of these switches flipped on at once. Like right now, your interior spaces are in upheaval because you're moving and you're redoing your home. But, you know, making sure that you have that balance of things that support you and that you understand the the shifts and the ebbs and the flows that happen on your journey can help you to, to optimize your beauty and your health. And it's just so important. And I think a, a level even just beyond those meals that we're eating every day and the workouts that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I was going to ask you because uh, we're we both are in the natural beauty space, and I feel like that means something different to everybody. And I wanted to see what natural beauty meant to you. Well, I feel like it's always it's again about supporting your body to do its job in the best way that you can, not doing anything to get in the way of your, of your body and your beauty. So giving it the tools, whether that's the foods or the topicals or the treatments that are going to enable your body to thrive the way it's supposed to. I like that answer. I feel like I have a similar viewpoint on it, but I don't know. Everything about the new book sounds great. I feel like I could use it right now instead of April 7th. <laughs> the thing that I've I started to realize that I think I will actually look back on it through different parts of my life and just kind of use the core. And I started realizing that my son, who's five years old, will probably read this someday and it might actually carry him through a time that, you know, where he needs this kind of outlook. So I hope that it speaks to a lot of people. Yeah, it's so it's so amazing to put part of yourself out there in a medium like like a book, you know, and it it can live on and your son even years from now can read that and gain insight from right. it. That kind of hit me the other day and I was like, wow, this could be a tool that, you know, outlives me, but who knows. <laughs> right now it's just something that I wanted to put out there the same way I wanted to talk more about food as the core of your beauty. I feel like I really want to talk about the idea of energy and how you have that superpower to choose your energy every day and that writes your story as you do so. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll link all of your books in the show notes. Your new book sounds really, really informative and just so helpful. But I, as somebody who's read your past three, I have gained so much wisdom and nutritional knowledge from them. So if anybody wants to check those out, I'll have them linked in the show notes. And then we look forward to the new launch. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited about your podcast too. This is something I'm going to be tuning in for all the time. Thank you. I'm excited too. And thank you for coming on today. I was just ecstatic that you wanted to come on and share some of your wisdom with oh us. Gosh, with you, anytime. This would be anytime you want to have me on, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I'll take you up on Great. that for sure. <laughs> All right, Chalene. Well, thank you so much again for coming on and we'll be keeping an eye out for your new book. Molly. <laughs>